0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, Anne Katrina.
1: And I am Jasmine. Good evening from me. Good morning from Kat.
0: Yeah, good morning.
1: <laughs> wow. So it is nearly a week after Christmas and the day before New Year's Eve. Um where the fuck did the year go? That's my question. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: You just drink your vodka.
1: I'm not drinking vodka. I mean, but listen, I'm allowed to drink. I had the worst fucking day. I'm swearing a lot. I had the worst day at work today. Go on. oh so I was hungover to start off with, yeah. naturally, which is not a good way to start off your Wednesday morning. Um, and then as the day went on, I got progressively more and more hungover because my liver sucks at being a liver. And then I got screamed at by one of our anchors. Um, like proper screamed. He was in. He was in the Middle East show and he just screamed at me for no real reason. And I cried. I cried at work. Openly I was sobbing. It's fine. But you know something? Whoever says that crying never works is a fucking liar. (laughs) Because I got I got an apology from the anchor in person. Um, I, I had like every single person in that office, like, oh, Jasmine, oh, Jasmine, you can go home early if you want. And I was like, really? Okay. (laughs) So I left early because everyone was, everyone was scared that I would like take it further and like make a full on case. And I probably could, but that involves effort. And you know what? There's one thing I have none of it's It's a fuck. I have no fucks left to give. Um, and effort counts as one of those. So yeah. Um, uh, yeah. If, when in doubt, uh, cry. That's my
0: advice. Merry Christmas. That's wonderful <laughs> advice. Oh, I can't help <laughs> there Someone shout at you. So, before we get started, we'd just like to say a massive thank you to our newest patrons. Ooh. Lexi Russell, Stephanie Hunt, and Ashley Gustafson. We love you guys and we really appreciate your support thank you thank you very much we also have a short promo for you today which is very exciting because it's for one of my favorite podcasts ever and if you love wine true crime and minnesotan accents then i really suggest you take a listen here's a promo for wine and crime hey true crime fans have you listened to wine and crime yet
1: We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine,
0: chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Sure do. Each week, we pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to that topic. Oh yeah, and past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship, disappearances, and exorcisms gone wrong, all over a bottle of wine. Or three, let's be honest. <laughs> yes, truth. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and check out our website and blog at WineAndCrimePodcast.com. Cheers! <laughs> Yay. Thank
1: you very much. Wine and crime—two yes, two, thank two you, things wine I love doing. <laughs> <laughs> if you love to wine and you love to do crime, this is a perfect <laughs> show for you.
0: <laughs> okay, so today's episode is actually a late Christmas present for you, Jasmine. Oh, because we are doing speak call. <gasps> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy! Pterodactyl (laughs) (laughs) scream!
1: That came from deep within my soul. Oh, this is a good day. You see, my hangover is gone now. It's gone. I don't know whether it's the vodka or you, but it's gone. I'm so excited.
0: So, we are doing Speak Hall. Um, Speak Hall is very local to me, and in fact, I worked there on and off for about five years. I used to volunteer there, so... Quite a lot of this episode will just be us talking in general about speakal <laughs> and our experiences <laughs> oh, there.
1: Yes. Oh goodness me! This place brings back all the memories. <laughs> all the memories. All, all the summers going to the. I swear, my like my poor mother. The amount of times I've like made her take me there, um, and just in general to like all the shops and speak to. Um, <laughs> And I remember we used to always go to the McDonald's in, like, in the shopping place. And my mum would be like, stop eating so many fucking McNuggets. (laughs) Just like, I can't stop. (laughs) Oh, mems. I'm excited.
0: Speak Hall is a half-timber-framed Tudor Manor house in Speak, Liverpool, England, on the bank of the River Mersey, which is now owned by the National Trust. Construction of the current building began under Sir William Norris in 1530. With earlier buildings that were on the site being incorporated into the structure, the oldest of which dates back to 1490. This includes a chapel or church that was on the site, due to the seemingly out of place stone wall with stained glass windows, which is seen in Speakhall's kitchen, as well as the two ancient yew trees, called Adam and Eve. In the courtyard, which are traditionally associated with churchyards, and the last significant change to the building was in 1598. The Norris family were devout Roman Catholics, and as the house was built during the turbulent times of the Reformation, the separation of the Church of England from the Catholic Church, which led to the persecution of Catholic priests who were hunted by official priest-hunters, The house has a number of interesting features incorporated into its structure, designed to help the family harbour and protect Catholic priests who were on the run. This includes a priest's hole, built into the wall of the green bedroom, which would allow a priest to climb up into the roof space, where there was a small straw bed and a few weeks' worth of food, so he could stay there until it was safe. There is also an observation hole in another bedroom, where the occupant could see anyone approaching the house via the driveway, giving them time to warn the priest so that he could hide, as well as an eavesdrop, a small hole under the eaves of the house, which allowed a servant to listen to the conversations of the visitors waiting below at the original front door. There is also a rumoured tunnel underneath the house, which leads to the River Mersey. The house was owned by the Norris family for many generations until the final descendant, Mary Norris, inherited the property in 1730. And here's where we get the big ghost story for Speak Hall. I love this one.
1: (laughs) I do love this one.
0: So, after inheriting Speak Hall, Mary Norris became an important and desirable heiress and was courted by Lord Sidney Beauclerk. Sydney Sidney became infamous for his excessive drinking, gambling, and womanising ways, and earned the nickname, Worthless Sidney. After returning from one of his regular trips to London, he was forced to confess to his wife that he had gambled away all of the family fortune, and they were in such debt that they would have to sell Speak Hall immediately. So overcome with grief and rage, and wanting to hurt her husband in the worst way possible, Mary picked up their sleeping infant's son from his crib, and threw him from the bedroom window into the moat below. Suddenly coming to her senses, and devastated by what she'd done, she then went down to the great hall and killed herself. Since then, It's said that the restless spirit of Mary has been seen wandering the house and gardens, searching for her baby, and people have also reported hearing the cries of a baby throughout the night. Although this legend is almost certainly made up, and there's evidence that Mary and Sydney's son lived into adulthood, she didn't kill herself, and Mary and Sydney probably didn't even live at Speak Hall themselves, but rather just rented it out there are still plenty of people who have reported seeing a female spirit. This could possibly be Adelaide Watt, whose family purchased the estate from the Norris family in 1795 and was the last private owner of the hall. Adelaide died in 1921 in her bed in the tapestry bedroom, the same room where the first ghost legend was said to have taken place, and footsteps have been heard in the upper corridors outside the bedroom. With such a long history, there are said to be several ghosts that haunt the hall. It is claimed that both visitors and staff have felt an overwhelming sense of oppression, as well as a feeling of sudden nausea around the area of the Great Hall and Blue Drawing Room, which are next to each other, and there is also reportedly a shadowy figure seen around this area, with many people hearing the disembodied whispers of, Get out! That, I mean, like... <laughs> yikes. Yeah. I mean, wait, did
1: you ever... Oh, yes. Did you ever experience any of those things when you worked there?
0: So, I will admit that if you're alone, it is, like, a bit creepy sometimes. Especially in the winter, when it would get dark at, like, 2pm. Oh, God. Yeah. And then, depending on which room you were in... So we could be, we basically were, we were in two rooms a day and I was a room guide. So I told you all about that room, everything in it. Like someone could point to a clock and be like, tell me about that clock. And I'd have to list off, yeah, facts what it about
1: was. it. Oh, did you ever make stuff up?
0: No, I didn't make anything up. I was, I was too good for that, sorry. <laughs> Damn.
1: Um, <laughs> very, very good. I would have been like, that clock is, that clock is, I made it myself.
0: (laughs) Here was my Etsy shop. Yeah, so we'd be in one room in the morning and then we'd swap and go into another room in the afternoon. And depending on which room you were in, Like, once the final visitors had gone past your room, you could then leave and go to the staff room. Mm. But this meant that if you are either in the tapestry bedroom, which is the one where you say this ghost story, and also where Adelaide Watt died, or in the kitchen, then you were basically, like, the last person on your floor. Mm. So, with Speak Hall, it's like, I'd say only... Only, like, a wing of the house is open to the public. And so people will go, like, along the bottom of of the wing and then upstairs and then along the top and then down the servant stairway to the kitchen. So that means that the tapestry bedroom and the kitchen will be the last rooms. So if you're in the tapestry bedroom, then you were alone upstairs once everyone else had gone, (laughs) which is really creepy. And then the kitchen, you were the last member of staff who was in the house Ooh. so yeah that could be a bit creepy um
1: yeah and there's always something kind of creepy about like those old old kitchens they're, they're just so fucking big and very kind of mm. dank
0: very you cold you know quite dark but like I did really mm. love the the little like church window it's so out of place just just in the kitchen <laughs> um and the main thing about the kitchen that I hated was that the floor had stone slabs, and they were all really uneven, so I was always waiting for, like, a visitor to... Trip. ...smash their head open, (laughs) (laughs) and then I wouldn't have been equipped for it. Because all we had, we were, like, alone in each room, and the rooms were quite far away from each other, so all we had were these little, um, like, buzzers, you know, like the life alerts. Oh, God. So all we had was them. And so it, it took, if you need any help, it did take ages for them to come to you. <laughs> God. Um, especially because I was the youngest person there. So I actually started volunteering mm. when I was like 16, 17. And then the second youngest person mm. was 36. And then Jesus Christ. everyone else was way retired. So everyone else in, like, their 70s and 80s.
1: Yeah, and so they...
0: they, I was quite intimidated sometimes, especially by the woman who, like, organised it all. So she would, like, be the one to come to your rescue, this, like, 80-year-old woman. (laughs) Um, And I found it once when I had the alert button on... Uh, a lanyard and i was wearing it and then suddenly like she rushed in with one of the guides and they were like what's wrong and i was like nothing and she was like you press the button and then i realized <laughs> that it had gone between my boobs and i had pushed in <laughs> between my ample bosoms
1: i thought that was going to be creepy I-, I thought you were going to be Be like, and then I realised that something else had clicked it instead. No, no.
0: That had been pretty cool. There's another story which is funny from Spook Hall. Yeah. Which is, I was in the tapestry bedroom and I just told the ghost story about Mary Norris throwing her baby out the window and being able to hear a baby cry. And then from the far off, you could hear a baby start to cry and the visitor's freaked the fuck out Mm. but what they didn't know, which I knew was that the woman who was the house manager who actually lived in one of the areas that was closed off that they'd made into a little flat, had just had a baby (laughs) so it was her baby crying (laughs) at the end of the day
1: did you play along with (laughs) it? like, oh, oh, what is that?
0: (laughs) no I didn't, sorry
1: Christ (laughs) That would, oh, I bet that was fun. Like, did you ever, like, play any tricks on people or anything like no. that? Ever? With those kinds of legends and stories? Oh, I would have been fired so easy and so quick because I would have just, like, I would have just told them so, so many lies.
0: Mm. We had one, like, super, there was a man who, he was really angry and he just came up to each of us <laughs> and was like, where were the crown jewels kept? We I mean, were like, <laughs> I thought he was joking at first, and I was like, "We don't have any crown jewels, but we have, blah blah blah." And he was like, "No, the crown jewels. Where were they kept? In like,
1: London, they, yeah. in the towers of London." I don't know. I think
0: he, I think he had it in his head that they were like moved during the war, which I think they probably were, but they definitely weren't moved to Speak Hall.
1: <laughs> There's only one place for these,
0: yeah. so. The one like paranormal instance which sadly I didn't experience but I had a panicked visitor like come to me with it because I was in the blue drawing room. A panicked visitor came in and said that they'd seen like a swirling mist.
1: (laughs) Was it just someone having a cigarette?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe but like (laughs) no one else was there at the time. But I didn't see it. It went like when we rushed over. No, I didn't see anything. But then I think that I'm. I've like ne- I've never mm. seen anything paranormal. I'd say. I think I might just be like spiritually inept.
1: Oh, I wouldn't say that. Would. We're very weird. We're very weird people. I feel like if there were any ghosts, they would have spoken
0: to you. <laughs> oh, okay. thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Catty. Well, what about you? Have you ever had any paranormal experiences? Any spooky? Speak speak or just in general as
1: well? Um I don't know. I oh, I used to um so I'm quite I'm quite certain that my old flat was haunted in mm. my bedroom. Um but it was more of like a casual haunting. So I had this I had this problem where everything I own would get lost everything but i had this feeling like i knew it would turn up i knew but it it was never anywhere that i expected it to turn up um and yeah also it was always very very cold even though hong kong reaches like 38 degrees in the summer i'd always wake up freezing um completely freezing but it was only around my bed only around my bed. Mm. Um, the rest of the room was quite warm. But it, again, it it wasn't like a bad presence. It was like a uh ah, okay. Something's hiding my shit. I don't really have time or mental energy to even think about that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it would always turn up. Um also I, I, I would always oh, I would always sleepwalk um in that flat. And mm. I don't do it anywhere else. No. But I would yeah, I would always so I remember um one time i woke up and <laughs> i woke up and i had put everything in my kitchen cupboards on the floor of the kitchen <laughs> Oh no. and the so only creepy. reason i know it's very creepy because i even the i put the microwave on the floor <laughs> i unplugged it and put it everything like salt and pepper shakers bags of rice crisps microwave on the floor and i walked into the kitchen and i was like what the fuck happened and i went back into my room and my friend naomi had stayed over um and she was like yeah like you got up at like six and then just came back quietly and slept again and i was like (laughs) i don't remember doing any of that and one time one time um when i was i was sleeping um again in my in my house (laughs) naturally in my bed naturally and um i woke up in the shower i woke up in the shower i was fully clothed and the water was boiling hot oh. boiling hot um i wasn't standing in the water but i turned on the hot tap in the sink the hot tap in the shower and i was just standing fully clothed in the shower without being in it and then i just woke up
0: that's horrifying that was
1: yeah. So again, there was something in that house that was trying to I make would me freak out.
0: Demand an exorcism in that case.
1: <laughs> no, but this is what I'm saying. I was so
0: like, you, yeah, but you were <laughs> like, would just, you, but, was, you like, literally yeah. just said like, oh, it was only a casual haunting. Like, I never mm. really felt much of a presence. And then yes, you just well, go to because... all this fucked up. But the thing <laughs> is, I was, shit. I was. Con-
1: I was convinced that it was just because I was always very drunk um, <laughs> but then the shower thing happened when I was sober and that, that was weird and then there was something else that happened one time oh this was strange Um so uh, one time one time someone was sleeping over at my house and um, and they told me that like when I woke up they said that like they had um, What's it called? Sleep paralysis. Mm. And they always have it. But they said that, like, in in this paralytic state, they heard the demon's voice coming from behind them. And I was lying behind them. and um, And it was... But it was my voice. The demon had my voice. And it was like, turn around. Turn around now. You should turn around. Turn around now. <laughs> and I was just like, that is horrifying. <laughs> and she was... She was just like, yeah. And I, I, I still don't know if that was actually you or if it was just the demon, but it had your voice. And I'm like, you know what? It could have been me. Maybe <laughs> I'm possessed. Maybe. Sue me. Okay.
0: Right. <clears throat> well, thank you for that, Jasmine. That was horrifying.
1: You are welcome. A lot of creepy shit happens to me. Um, but again, I'm very much like, eh, that's cool. But I'll just... Shit happens. It's fine. <laughs> like you've, I've never because you know what I've never seen a horror film where something weird happens, and then doing nothing doesn't solve it. I feel like things always happen when you try and fix the problem, mm. right? Because <laughs> you know? they they feed off your fear, and and if you're they not do. scared, they ain't got nothing. Mm. That's my view. That's my view. Is there any anything else you'd like to 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 share? before we close up our final episode of the year
0: oh of the year wow yes you i know. know well that was that was the story of speak hall that was speak hall um thank you, speak it's hall. lovely i reckon i do recommend you go especially in the summer and the spring when they have the the they have a big rose garden you can have a walk around thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at Spooky Girls Pod and on Instagram at Spooky Girls Podcast. If you want to support us further then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygals and from as little as two dollars a month you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future thank you all so much and we'll see you all next time stay spooky Bye bye bye